if you have your Bibles, I want you, uh, I want you to go to a passage that's actually out of Ephesians 3.20. And this is a real key passage that I want to give you tonight because I feel like I'm going to camp out maybe a couple weeks just like I am on Sunday, um, you know, talking about how we, how we have friendship with God, you know, on Sundays. I feel like it's important that we, we understand that, you know, we take Wednesday nights to, to talk, uh, uh, to impart leadership, to talk about what it means to be a leader, you know, in our homes, in our families, uh, you know, with our, with our uncles, with our aunts, with our cousins, uh, in the workplace, how to be a stronger leader, and even in the house of God. Do you know that you can, people can be raised up to lead in the house of God? That, you know, you, you, you know somebody may start out actually as a janitor or, or doing something like that and then and then actually just because they're around the things of God God could use them move them into a place where they're in full-time ministry pastoring leading a church or an evangelist amen you know just that even as a prime example uh Makilla Killa you know many of you guys know him that are from here and uh, you know even today I know uh, I caught him as he was actually uh, on a plane going up into the air he was leaving Maui and on his way to Kauai to minister and you know one of the things of one of the things I love about his story and even just his testimony, you know one of the things he started to do when he got involved with church, he started to serve. So that's why we talk about having 25 leaders, having people in the house of God that can come in and lead, learn and come in and, and just be directed to lead. And, you know, he would help me set up chairs. He would show up. He would play. You know, he was leading worship when we first started with a ukulele. He would stand up there and we would praise God. And, you know, even at the point when the uke started getting a little, you know, we needed to add something different. We, we come, actually flew back to the mainland and uh, he, he had actually taken the ch uh, church keyboard. He said, can I use that for, for while you're going? I said, sure, you can use that. And I mean, it just goes to talk about why it's important that people are around positions of leadership. You know, and what he did was he just he took that he took that keyboard and he spent two weeks with it. And then he had learned like 20 praise and worship songs. When I come back, he was now leading, leading our worship with a keyboard. He was no longer on a uke. And then we had drums, and then we had a combination of things. And then Zane played keyboard. And so, you know, we were just blessed with people that are willing to come in and serve. And so that's even what tonight's about. For you to be encouraged to hear the word of the Lord, that it does something, you know, inside of you that, that makes you want to be a stronger leader in your home, in your workplace. And, you know, and especially, I want to say this, within the house of God. Because, you know, one of the things that we believe, we're strong believers in that, is that God wants to raise up people in the house. Amen? And uh, you need it from all across the board. I know we've got people that help usher, people that do security. Right now we have people that are helping out with kids ministry. So that's really what Wednesday night's been about. But I, I want to really get into the Word tonight, and I want to show you some things that I, that I think that, that as a leader, that if you can unlock just, you know, even in this one thing, unlock some things in this area, it will advance you to a place where you, where you will move much quicker than other people. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to Ephesians uh, chapter 3, verse 20. And, I, you know, I want, to, I want you to, if you don't have this scripture underlined in your Bible or marked, this is such a key passage in the New Testament for, for believers, for us to grab a hold of and, understand, and, and truly understand what, what Paul is writing about here. Paul wrote much of the New Testament, 
And uh, I, I love Ephesians. I love the Ephesian prayers. And I'm going to be introducing that to the church very soon. Uh, you know, how to, how to pray through Ephesians. But uh, Ephesians 3.20 says, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that even tonight, that, Lord, may we have a, a, clear, a clear understanding of, Lord, the very power that works within each and every one of us. Lord, that even by our confession, Father, the things that we confess out of our mouth, Father, may we recognize the importance of positive confession. May we realize tonight, Lord, that there is a true living power in each and every one of us that can help us move from... <laughs> Move from one place to another in a very quick, uh, uh, at a very quick pace. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Great passage. So please, if you don't have that underlined in your Bible, it's a good passage to even put to remembrance that, I, that, that the very power that works inside of me is, is, what, is what moves me, is what motivates me. So I, I just love that. I love that exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. That power that's inside of me, that's what that power can do. Amen? And that, that's something really to grab a hold of. You know, um, Hebrews 13.8, and I'm going to give some key passages tonight. And uh, I'm going to run through these. Not that you have to flip there, but I'll, I'll give you the ones that you need to flip, uh, flip to because I want you to see these things. You know, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I want you to understand. I'm going to, I'm going to be talking and I'm going to get, venture into this topic about what our confession is. And why, and, why, and why a positive confession is important. But I want you to know that Jesus Christ himself does not change. He is the same. It's like one of the things you've been hearing preach. Jesus isn't moved by the things that are going on in the world. He, he's moved by our prayer and he's moved by our faith. He's not moved by things that, that people are afraid of. So, so we have to understand that right from the very beginning. Jesus is moved by our faith. Amen. He's moved by the things that we confess out of our mouth, the things that we believe in our heart. That's, that's what Jesus is moved by. That's how Jesus is motivated. So I, I'm gonna, I want you guys to go ahead and go. Let's go to Genesis chapter 39. And I want to start here. You know, your confession, and I want you to understand you know, because if I, if I mention the word confession, if anybody comes from a Catholic background, they would think that confession basically means that I meet with a priest, I, I confess my sins before a priest, I confess my wrongdoings, I, I, I go to confession to lay things out. And I'm not, I'm, I want you to understand, it's good to be able to confess your sins to people, because the Bible talks about that. But one of the things I want you to understand even tonight, there, there is power in the things that we speak, the things that we confess out of our mouth, or we declare declare out of our mouth. Our words carry power. Amen. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21, and you, you'll hear this, you'll hear us preach about this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So, you know, right, right there in understanding death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we can speak life over a situation. We can speak death over a situation. So let's go to Genesis chapter 39. Verse two is where I want to start. You guys with me? Amen. 
39.2. It says, The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the house of the Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this, and he realized the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of, entire, of his entire household and everything he owned. From that day, Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property. The Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. Now, is, you know, just even think about this story right here. He blessed Potiphar, who wasn't a born-again believer, wasn't a Christian, but, but, but Joseph believed in God. But he blessed his house because of the blessing that was upon him. So you, you know, I want you to understand that as a child of God, you carry a blessing. That power, understand, I want, you to, I want you to think about the scripture that I give you. That power that lives inside of you can do more than you can ever imagine. This power that was living in Joseph, this knowing of God, and I mean how much more better off we are now because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. But he knew God. That was one of the things that, that separated Joseph, even in this period of time, was that he knew God, he was in covenant with God, he had a relationship with God. This power that, that he had, that he believed, he believed in God, what, one true, the one true God. I, ju I just think, you know, I love the story of Joseph. If you haven't, you know, haven't read the story of Joseph, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a great story to grab a hold of because you see, you see the mighty hand of God throughout Joseph's whole life. Even, even through the times and trials and things that come against Joseph, you know, God, God always turned that situation around, and it's, it's simply amazing. Let me, let me get back into the scripture here. It says, All of his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility, responsibilities over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he did not worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And, and this is the key. And you know what? I want you to see this story. He was put in charge over, over Potiphar's stuff. He, 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 was, he was like the, you know, next to the king. He was the next in line. He was, he was in command over all things. But, you know, this is one of the things about the story that I want you to understand. Because I, I want you to understand even tonight, even when trials come, even when things come, God's still with you. He's not going to leave you, the Bible says. God is, God is there for you. Let me keep reading. It says, with Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man, and Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded, but Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in this entire household. No one here has more, more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you. And this is Joseph talking to uh, Potiphar's wife. Because you are his wife, how could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. Against my God, it would be a great sin. Now, one of the things I want you to see tonight, and one of the things that I want you to grab a hold of, is how important your confession is. Because Joseph did something here that was very unique. He recognized who God is. You know, anytime a temptation comes, a trial comes, something that gets thrown at you, you have to, there, there's a God conscious. Does anybody know what I'm talking about where maybe you ventured into something maybe you shouldn't have said or something maybe you, you should have not did, but God checks you on that. You feel a check in your spirit from, from the Holy, I shouldn't do this, this is wrong. That's God speaking. 
And, you know, and, and many of you in here, you know, if, you know, even tonight, if you've not been saved, you've not given your heart to Jesus Christ, you can fully do that tonight and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord. That He will actually come in and be Lord of your life. And that power that works on the inside of you will be that power that brings about a conviction. That brings about, hey, I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't speak this way. I shouldn't act this way. I shouldn't drink this. I shouldn't, I shouldn't smoke this. I shouldn't, I shouldn't do these things. That's what the Holy Spirit will do. It enables us to be stronger in the Lord. And Joseph right here, he says this. How can I do such a wicked thing against my God? Confession. He began to confess something out of his mouth. How could I do something so wicked against my God? That, that you, know, and, you know, and think about it. He, you know, anybody can get placed in a situation, you know, and, and even in this situation, Potiphar's wife was like, well, nobody's going to know. You know, you're a handsome, you're a good-looking guy. I've got all adults in here tonight. You're a handsome, good-looking guy. You know, I'd really like to sleep with you. I'd, I, you know, nobody's ever going to know. You know, I, I can pull you into my bedroom. Nobody's ever going to know about this. But see, you know, one of the things about Joseph, God was going to know. See, you know, so we have to understand God sees everything. Understand that God, God sees everything. Even the things in secret, God sees it. So how important is your confession? I want to tell you tonight, your confession. You know, the, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9, it's how we get saved, right? We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over our life. We believe in our heart. We confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's how we invite him into our life. So that's how important to understand how, how it's, it's important to understand that our confession carries power just by speaking that. Jesus now comes and dwells and lives in, on the inside of us. You know how strong confession is? When, G, when, God invent, you know, when, when God, in the beginning of Genesis, you'll see that God spoke the world into existence. Think about that. Let there be light. Boom. Isn't that something? That, that, you know, to think that, you know, that God carried that kind of power. You know, are, are we created in, a, in, in the image of a dinosaur or, or a monkey? Or are we created in the image of God? We're created in the image of God. That's what the Bible says. So, so even right there, so we have to understand, we're created in the likeness and image of God. And God has given us something very, very powerful. It's, 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 it's our confession. It's the things that we speak. It's the things that we say. I said this earlier, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So we understand that right then and there, confession, things that we confess, things that we say carry power. You know, you, you can see this anywhere in the world, right? You, you know, I, I think, about, I think about the time when I, when I first got saved and, and, and I began serving God and I began learning things uh, about what the Bible said. And I want to tell you, did I confess everything positively when I first got saved? Prob no, 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 I shouldn't say probably not. No, I just didn't because I was in the process of learning about the things of God. And, you know, one of the things oftentimes with, with confession, one of the things that happens is we confess what we grow up hearing or grow up believing, you know, what, what our culture produces. You know, because I, I'm, I'm from West Virginia. I grew up born and raised West Virginia. I grew up in the country. So, you know, hey, that... So, you know, they're, they're, you know, and there's nothing wrong with culture. i got to tell you, I love West Virginia. I, 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 I love every aspect about West Virginia. But even the aspect in the culture of West Virginia, there's things that you have to overcome in your speech. 
Because there are going to be things that you grow up hearing. You know, you're always going to be poor. Your mama was poor. Your daddy was poor. Your grandma and grandpa was poor. You know, you, you, you're, going to, you're going to grow up hearing things like that. I, I, I don't know. Anybody here? I, I'm just telling you what I heard. I heard things like this. You know, you know you're, you're, always, you're always going to have payments in life. You're always going to have car payments. You're always going to have this. You're always going to have that. You know, it's just a way of life. It's a part of life. And, and because of that confession being imparted into my life, you know, what happens is you begin to develop a pattern where, well, that's, what, that's just how it is. You know, and, and even to the place where what people confess about God. Well, some, sometimes God wants to do something in your life, and sometimes God doesn't want to do something in your life. Sometimes God loves you, and sometimes He doesn't love you. I mean, you think about some of the things that you've heard people speak, in, you know, that, you know, that have, have spoken into your life. But, you know, once you become an adult, and I, I'm even saying, even at the age of 13 and 14, if you get around the right teaching, you get around the right things, and you begin to hear what, what people are saying, you can begin to shift out of that. You can begin to shift out of what the Word of God says. Because, listen, I, I believe that as a believer and as a Christian, you have to take everything back to the Word of God. It's not necessarily, you know, even what I'm preaching tonight. When I say death and life are in the power of the tongue, that's in the Bible. You can either bring blessing on your life or you can bring cursing on your life. It's what, it's what God says. So we have to understand how important our words are, how important the things that we say are. You know, I can bless my marriage or, being a cursing on, or bring curses on my marriage just by what I say. Just by what I say. It, isn't that something? That, that, our, that, our, that our tongue, that our words can carry that kind of power? You know, you, you hear people, you know, You'll hear people, you know, you confess things out of their mouth. And as you grow in the things of God, as you begin to grow in the things of Lord, you'll hear somebody say, well, you know, I, I'll use this as an example. I'm not against doctors. I, I want you to hear something. I'm not against doctors. I'm not against, you know, the things that doctors do or say or anything like that. But you'll hear people make comments. Well, you know, um, you know, I, you know I, I use my wife as an example. You know, my wife basically at one point when we were living in Hawaii, found a lump on her breast. And, uh, and you know, one of the things that happens a lot of times, you know, in, 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 you know, in, in things is like when, when something like that happens, a, a lot of times our minds, our flesh, will go directly to, oh, well, I need to go to Google MD. Has anybody ever been to Google MD? You know, to check, you know, I've got a pain in my knee, I've got to go to Google, see what that is. Because Google, you know, Google's got the answer, right? I, I, my feet hurt. I got to go see what Google says about feet. I got, I got to go, I got to go here and see Google, Google MD. I don't know why I said Google MD. I don't know, but, but you know, anytime there's any kind of condition that we have, a lot of times what happens is, is we actually go, we, we want to know about it. We want to research it. We want to, we want to know what's going on. I just, I, I just want people to understand that there's another source that we, that, that in, back to Ephesians 3, I got to keep taking everything back. There's a power that lives on the inside of us. That if we, that if we don't push aside, we don't ignore that God, there, there are answers that God can give us. Amen. And so, you know, even understanding that, you know, even when my wife had found that lump, she didn't say anything to anybody. She basically was in a place where God was calling her into a fast. And she was, she was fasting, and she had begun a fast, I think a, a three or four or five-day fast. And she began to fast, and she began to pray, and she began to speak the Word of God. She began to confess the Word of God over the situation. What does the Bible say about what's going on in my body? 
I am healed. Amen. I, by His stripes, I am healed. That's what the Word of God says. Now, you know, I want to point out because, you know, what happens a lot of times, you'll see this. You'll see things like this happen where, you know, well, you know, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm just going to get things checked out. And then you, you go to the doctor and you get things checked out. I'm not telling anybody they shouldn't get something checked out. I'm just saying, you know, you've got to begin to realize that God's power works within us. And how important that our confession, we've got people in here even right now, I know that could give testimony around this, how important our confession is important, you know, in these things. And, you know, even to the place that, that, that our words carry life and death. Our, think about it, our words carry life and death. Our word, that's, that's how much power our words carry. But, you know, getting a diagnosis from a doctor, I'm not, you don't even even say cancer. You, you could use, you know, arthritis. You could use whatever it is. Getting a diagnosis from a doctor. A lot of times what happens is people will, you know, you know what's going on? I've seen you went to the doctor today. You know, because a lot of times people go to the doctor, they post it, right? i got to go to the doctor today. You know, post. You know, here's me in the doctor's room. You know, here's me. You know, anyway, you know, if, 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 a lot of people, if they've got stuff going on, they like to share it with the world. You know, not everybody's that way, but just according to Facebook, some of the things I see, they like for everybody to know where they're headed to. So, um, but oftentimes what that leads to is it leads to a place where we begin to allow people to confess things over our lives. Contrary to what the word of God says. Oh, I've seen you went to the doctor today. Oh, yeah, what's going on? Well, you know, the doctor said this. Oh, you know, my cousin, my aunt, my uncle, you know, it's hereditary. It runs in the family. You know, you know, he had to have his toe cut off. What, what, whatever it may be. You know, people begin to listen to what everybody else is saying, what they're confessing, the things that are coming out of their mouth. And what I want, you, what I want to point out today and what I want you to understand is that, man, we can really shift things in our life. When we begin to confess what the Word of God says, not, 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 not what man says. You know, even understanding this tonight, as, even as I get into the Word, look at these scriptures. I want you to see what the Word of God says for you. Amen. You know, if I, if I, you know we believe that God wants to bless His children. Period. You know, I, I believe that God truly wants to pour out blessings upon His people. I believe that. There's everything in me believe. I believe God wants to heal people. I believe it's God. Well, and I'm looking at God's will. And I, I believe it's God's will that he wants everybody saved. Because that's what the Bible says. That's what I got a hold of. That's what I learned. It's his will that none shall perish. That's what the Bible says. So I understand from this place that it is God's will to see these, th these things come to pass. And I tell you, one of the things I realized early on in my Christian walk is the power of my speech. That when I bring my speech under the, under the discipline of faith, things move, things change, everything, everything shifts when I bring my speech. Because, you know, I, I want to tell you, this is the honest truth. These are things that I, that I continually work on. Could you turn the air on somebody? Is, is it cold in here or is it just me? You guys okay? I'm hot. So, I, I'm not cold, I'm hot. So, so but when we bring... We bring the discipline, the discipline of our speech under faith. That's where things begin to move. That's where things begin to change. Amen. You know, one of the things, too, I want to say this because, you know, even from a worldly standpoint, we shouldn't look, we shouldn't look for people just to relate to our situation. 
We shouldn't just be, well, you know, I, I got to find somebody that's going through what I'm going through. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about sickness now. I, I got to find somebody that, that understands my problem. Can I tell you that God, right from the very beginning, understands everything? He, he is the author. He is the author and finisher of our faith. So God understands everything. Oftentimes, like I said, you know, one of the issues with confessions, one of the things that we can struggle with in confession is we want to seek the counsel of, of, of other people. We want to seek the advice of other people and what we should do rather than seeking the counsel from God, rather than seeking the advice from God. And, you know, I want you to understand, I'm talking about this is lead night. This is truly, this has everything to do with leadership. Because, listen, if you want to lead in your homes, you want to lead in your marriage, you want to lead wherever you're at, your confession will either, like I said, it will either move you forward or it will move you backwards. And I want to say this because, you know, are you ever heard anybody confess negative things? Has anybody ever? Do, let, me, let me ask this question. Do people oftentimes, the things that they speak, do they possess them? Do, do, the things that people begin to speak and say, do, do they, conf they, as they confess these things, do they walk in that confession? Oftentimes they do. And, you know, and I'm telling you, I promise you, this is one of the things that God wants to help his children with, including the pastor. Because I know, I know that there are things that, you know, even sometimes I'll catch my, you ever catch yourself saying something or you say something, you say, I should have not said that. Only me, you know, I'm the only one. You know, that I should have never said that. I should have never let that come out of my mouth. I should watch what I say. I should, I should guard my words. My words are important. I mean, so, you know, that's one of the things that we all have to work on. That's truly one of the things that, that, that God wants to, he, he, he wants to shake things loose in our life. Amen. Isaiah 43, 26. You know, the Bible says this. And one of the things about our words that, that are very important, the Lord says, put me in remembrance. You know, in other words, you know, remind me of what I have said. Not, you know, understand, it's not because God forgets His Word. He, he doesn't forget the Word of God. He doesn't forget what's in the Bible. He, he's not a forgetful God. But the Bible says, put me in remembrance. Put, put me in remembrance. Put me, remind me of what my Word says over you. So listen, if I have a problem, I have something going on, you know, it, you know, you know I've, God has healed my body at different times you know sometimes it's been very quickly sometimes it's been it's taken a while but I'm reminded of what God says about his word put me in remembrance so you know what I do Lord I thank you I thank you that your word says this I thank you Lord that your word says that I'm blessed I, I, I I'm going to be the head and not the tail amen I, I thank you that I that that I'm going to walk in healing amen that I'm not going to walk in sickness and disease. Lord, I thank you for that. You know, I had a stomach issue, nine months. I mean, just, and I just, I would confess. I would confess out of my mouth, thank you, Lord, for my healing. Thank you, Lord, that this is going to go away. Thank you, Lord, that this is, this is, this is a minor thing. And so, you, and, and, you know, what happened, even over a period of that seven, eight, nine months, you know, you know, some days it felt better than others. You ever have something just kind of agonizing and you just, you're just tired of it and you're just, you feel like it's luggage and you're carrying around everywhere? That's how this thing was. And then, you know, one day I woke up and I was like, I, this has got to go. 
And I just began to plead with God, and I, I prayed to God. And actually, that night, I went to a meeting. I, you know, I'm a pastor. pastor. You know, pastors should go to meetings. If you're watching online and you're a pastor, you should go to meetings where you can feel and you can get touched by the Holy Ghost in meetings. And that's what I did. I went to a meeting that night, and, and, a, and a man of God laid hands on me, and it just left. And, you know, and I thank God. I thank God for the healing. And that man would have told me, you thank God for the healing. It wasn't me that healed you. It was God that healed you. But it was a continual thing of confessing. And oftentimes what happens is, you know, you know people can, you know, I, I can go to church one week, maybe two, maybe three, but man, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing things break loose. I'm not seeing things happen. And, you know, that's one of the things that I learned about early on in my Christian walk. Man, it's, it's, it's a consistency with God. Talking about that on Sunday morning, you know, developing a relationship with God. It takes consistency. It takes a, it takes a period of time where you begin to learn about God, where God, God can begin to show you what His Word says. You know, you, you, you can go into a meeting and get touched one time by God. I, I believe that. And I believe that we're even seeing that now, people getting touched by God. But you know what God wants is He wants to develop a consistency with people. That it's continual, that you continue to grow in God. Not just one week, not just two, not, not it just be like a passing by thing, but God wants to continue to operate in your life all the time. Amen. So that's why consistency with God is so important. Put me in remembrance, the Bible says. Put me in remembrance. Remind me of what my word says. And you know what that is? That's confession. Think about this. I'm quoting what the word of God says. Over my life. I'm believing what the word of God says I can have. Amen. Isn't that something? That we can truly. We, you can. You can. You know. I, I can have these things. What the word says I can have. I can truly have. I, I can walk in the abundance. And prosperity of God. I can have healing for my body. Amen. God can give me an idea that will help jump start a business. Amen. <laughs> Isn't God good? Everybody say the power that, was, that, is, that is within us. So that, that's the key. It's the power that works inside of you. It's the power that works inside of you. You know, I want to say a few things because, you know, when, when you deal with confession, one of the things that's important to understand is, you, you know, e even, you know, e the audience or, or the people that you're around. If you're around people that confess negative things, you, you, you'll, you'll move in that direction a lot of times. And I, I tell you, that's one of the, that's one of the things that I, my dad would always tell me, son, and I was in high school, I was ornery. You know, I, I did things that I should have not done. I, you know, I've repented. I'm thankful for God's grace. I'm thankful for his salvation. But my dad would tell me, son, you're going to be as good as the company you keep. And I don't think my dad knew that that was really Bible scripture, but that's Bible scripture. You're, you're going to be as good as the, the company you keep, the people you hang around. You'll look like them. You either want to be a follower or you want to be a leader. Because you know what happens is we begin to confess what we're around. It's why like being in the house of God, being, being in church, growing in the things of Lord. People, you know, when you talk about a positive confession, you know, many of the people that have been under our ministry, have served under our ministry, they know Proverbs 18.21 because you've heard it hundreds of times. You've heard, you've heard me and Pastor Miranda talk about how important confession is. In Hano, I, talk, you know, we, I would teach weeks on this. And you know, we would talk about the power, of our, the power of our tongue, the things that we say. Speaking life and not death. Speaking life over your home. Speaking life over your kids. Speaking life over every situation. Over, over your pastors. Over your family. 
over your car. Can you know that you can speak, uh, you can have a positive confession over your car? Amen. You lay hands right on your car. And you know, thank you, Lord. You know you, you know, you can have a positive confession when you're running out of gas and the gasoline's basically on E. And you can begin to, I need gas in, in Jesus' name. I, and, and, you know, gas will matter. You know, it's not, it, it, it just, it, by a miracle, it shows up. I'm telling you, God, God cares about His kids. He cares about the things that they speak. What we listen to carries power. What we listen to carries power. Proverbs 4.20. If you guys would, let's go there real quick. I want, to, I, want to show you, I want to show you some scripture because it's important that you even, I want you to see what the word of God says. Proverbs 4.20. I'm kind of moving ahead a little bit, but one of the things that I want you to understand, to master your confession, to master your confession, the things that you speak, you have to master what you hear. Think about that. What you allow into your heart, what you allow into your mind, you, you, you have to control that. You, you have to control, you know, you have to control what comes in. You know, if, if you go home, listen, if you go home, and, and, I, and I tell kids this all the time, if you go home and you spend 12 hours a day on Xbox, and if that's all you're allowing to come into your heart and come into your mind is shoot them up, bang them up, whatever, if, if that's all you allow to come into your mind, that's a world that you become desensitized to. That's a world that you begin to think that th this, is, this, is a, this is almost like natural. I mean, there, you know, I've, I've counseled with kids many, many years, and prior to even the generation we're in now where video games and computers and technology and Facebook and Instagram and all this stuff is such a reality for so many people. That's, it's, a, it's a reality. I, understand, it's, Xbox becomes a reality for people. But what we allow to come into our life, what we allow to come in, in, into our hearts, basically will help, <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't help, it will, it will drive our confession. You know, that's why we talk about church. That's why we talk about the importance of church. Um, so to master your confession, you have to understand, you know, what you hear. You know, there, there are gates. Understand, our eye, our eye is a gate. You know, what we see is, is one of the gates. What we hear is another gate. So it's important that we understand what we're bringing into our life through what we see and through what we hear. You know, it's like why I tell, it's why I tell young people pornography is a dangerous thing. Because it's a gateway. It's a gateway into the mind. What people allow their eyes to be fixed on and see, you know, it, 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 it's a gateway. It's like a poison. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a, to a toxin. And it will just wean on people. It will, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll drive people <laughs> to, a, to a whole other place. I'm covering a lot tonight. Just okay? Amen. So we understand that faith... Faith comes by hearing. I'm going to go to Proverbs 4 here in a second. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's one of the areas in which we grow our faith and how faith grows within a believer. So what we hear, you know, listen, if you're listening to, you know, if you're listening to country music, I don't, I'm not, I don't hate all country music. I grew up on country music. 
I don't, I don't hate, all, I, I, there's some songs I, I still like, but it's like if you allow things to come into your mind and into your heart, and you know, in every other country songs talking about how you lost your wife and you lost your dog, and you know, and you know, you got a six pack on the back of the tailgate of the pickup truck. I, I this sound like a country song, getting pretty close to it, right? You know, and then, uh, you know, um, yeah. I'm just thinking of some of the country songs that were out when I was younger. So, but you know, anyway, that kind of fits the narrative. I've lost my wife. I've lost my girlfriend. Uh, I'm drinking, and um, something else is. You know, things are always happening in country songs. But it, it, it's no, it's no different in lyrics of like rap songs. I'm not against rap. I think there's some really cool rap songs. But you know, I was listening. I was listening to some kids over at uh, Palatine Park. We were down there, and I always listen. I always listen to. Uh, this is me. When I go somewhere, I always listen to what people are listening to. Because when people begin to, what they listen to is important. Because if I'm hearing like a, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a group of kids listen to songs that's talking about rape, that's talking about death, that's talking about, you know what they're doing? They're allowing that to come into their life. They're allowing that to come into their heart. It's why, you know, it's one of the reasons why, and I'm just, this is a nugget. Please understand, I'm, that's why I'm throwing out. What you allow your kids to listen to, what you allow your kids to see, matters. If nobody's ever told you that, please understand that. It's not a rebuke either, I, I promise you, because you have to guard against these things. The world, understand, the world, there's a real enemy. He wants to entice our kids to pull them into a whole other world where they begin to develop, you know, you know a hatred towards God. So, you know, what you allow to come in, that gateway of hearing and seeing, you know, these gateways, what you allow to see, what, what, you, know, what, what you see, what you allow to, yourself to hear can affect you. So it's very important that you understand that because everything that you hear <laughs> a lot of times will come out. Think about it. When we hear a song and we listen to it over, what do we do? We start singing. What are we doing? We're confessing. We're confessing what that lyrics is. We're confessing that song. It, I mean, really, and, and understand, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So if I'm, you know, it's like, you know, when we sing hallelujah in here, we, we come into a place where we're singing hallelujah. We're singing to God. What, what are we, we're singing to the Lord. We're confessing. We're confessing praise songs. We're confessing how good our God is. It's why worship is so powerful. It's why worship is, is, is such a great time to, to be in the presence of God, worshiping Him, praising Him. You know, and that's the one thing, truly, understand, that's the one thing God expects from us. He expects us to worship Him. He expects us to praise Him. It's the power within us. Luke 8, 18 says this too. Before I go to Proverbs 4, 20, 23, it says, Therefore, take heed how you hear. Take heed how you hear. This is Jesus talking. Take heed how you hear. It goes on to say, For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. So understand, your hearing is so critical. What you allow to come in is so critical, so important. You know, it, it, you know are you encouraged by someone who says, you're, you're a certain way, you're lazy, you're, gonna be, you're a no good for nothing, you've never been this, you've never, you've been this way, you've been that. Is that encouraging a lot of times? No. No. But if you get around somebody that says, you know what, you can, you can be 
what God's called you to be. You can be strong in the Lord. Amen. You, 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 you can be somebody in God. You can be a millionaire. I, I mean, think about it. You can be, I used to do assemblies in high schools some years ago. And uh, I would do these classes, and I would go in and talk to kids. And, and I, you know, one of the things that I would, I, w- I talked about confession. You know, I've always talked about, that. I've always had this subject that I've always talked about. But I would ask the kids in a classroom, who in here wants to be a millionaire? And I got one that raised his hand back there, so two. Three. I got three, maybe. But I would ask kids in an assembly, who wants to be a millionaire? And nobody would like, you know, it was like this. And every once in a while, you'd get one or two kids. I'm going to be. And I was like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Because, you know, they were beginning to see themselves going somewhere. You know, and a lot of people are like, well, you know, I just, I just need to cover my bills. Absolutely, amen. I've been at that place where I've just needed to cover my bills. I've been at the place where I had to pray for money to come in to cover my bills. I've been at the place where, you know, if God didn't show up, I didn't know how I was going to pay a bill. Amen. But one of the things that's important to understand, that your confession, what you begin to say, what you begin to speak now, will shift things, will change things. My life is not, my, my life is not staying in this place. I'm not going backwards, I'm going forward. And I'm going to confess that out of my. I'm going to confess that out of my mouth. I'm going to allow that to flow out of my mouth. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to hear what other people say about me. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to have a job. I'm going to. I'm going to make a bunch of money. You know, I, yeah, I understand. There's nothing wrong with making money. The love of money is the root of all evil. Is what the Bible says. Not money. It's the love of money. You make money so you can do more for the kingdom of God. Amen. That's that's how I see money. It's so that I can do more. I can be a blessing to people. If I didn't, you know, think if you didn't have money, you can't bless people. You can't do for people. You can't you you can't help people. So it, it, it's an important narrative that we you know grab that it's a real true narrative. Grab a hold of that. You can do more with money than than you can with less money. Amen. But I, you know I I speak that I changed I've changed that in my life. And can I tell you I didn't grow up hearing this stuff, guys. And I, I don't say these things to be boastful or prideful. I say them because the Word of God works. What the Bible says you can have, you can have. You can have the things of God. You know, when a trial or a hard time comes, you get around people that will encourage you, that will help you through that situation in faith. Because, you know, the Bible, let's go to Proverbs 4 real quick, but, you know, there, there's, there's wisdom and counsel the Bible talks about. There's wisdom in getting around people that, that, you know, that, that, that really truly talk this way that want to help people. That want to help people get out of debt. Amen. I, I don't like being in debt. I've had debt. But God will give me a plan and show me how to do it much quicker. Proverbs 4.20, verse uh, 20 through 23. It says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to, your ear to my sayings. Listen to what my word's saying. Even tonight, I believe that, that, you know, even tonight, just allow faith to be imparted into you tonight. Allow this faith that, to understand that my words carry power. What I confess carries power. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to seek God's face, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to declare this over my life. I shall live and not die. Amen. That, I, that my, I'm not checking out early. I'm not, God's not, you know, God wants me to advance. Amen. I'm not checking out early. God wants me here for a purpose and for a reason. And, and at this time, I'm going to work and I'm going I'm to do everything that God wants me to do. 
Incline your ears to my sayings. So how important is the word of God? It is the, <laughs> please hear me. The word of God is, is, is God. Is God. We want to learn about God. We've got to spend time with the word. I'm not even, I'm not going to get on that tonight. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. He's talking about your hearing and he's talking about your seeing. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them. Keep the word of God. What you see. You know, it's like what, what, you know, even coming in here tonight during praise. I look over and these four girls on the front row. The oldest one's probably 12 years old. Standing up. Clapping their hands. Praising Jesus. And they, <laughs> I'm just looking, you know, praise God. What, they're, they're, you know, and the youngest one's probably four years old. They're offbeat. So am I. It doesn't matter. But they're clapping their hands. Loving, loving, loving the, the, the atmosphere that's being created. And they're there and they're looking at the words. And you know what they're doing? They're confessing the word of God. They're singing. The one, the one that could read. I, I, like I said, I observed. She was just, you know, and then she closed her eyes and started singing. She, the, the remembrance of the word. She remembered what, 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 where, we were, where we were going next. And she began to sing. Man, that, isn't that something? She's confessing the word. She's confessing the word over her life. She's, she's singing. She's praising God. And sometimes we come in, it's like, hi. You know, guys, listen. You won't always feel like coming into a church, servant, church service and praising God. As pastors, you're dealing with five or ten different things sometimes before you even come to preach. You know, as a leader, you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with stuff. You know, you're, you're traveling. You're trying to get here. you got kids. You, you, you don't always feel like it. You know, I'm being real. We don't always feel like coming to that place where, where it, you know, where, you know it, it's easy to come in and praise God. But, you know, the one thing we do is we give it our best and we come in and say, you know what, no matter what, God, I'm going to praise you. And see, that's one of the things the Lord helped me with. He helped me with my confession in this area. Because I know that when I praise him, I'm confessing. I'm confessing how much I love him, how much I care for him, how much, how much he means to me. And you know what happens a lot of times when I begin to confess that? The things that I was thinking about, the things that I was worried about, you know what happens? It begins to melt away. Because I'm in his presence. I'm coming to a place where I'm in his presence. I'm confessing the things out of my mouth, the things that, you know, uh, the things that I'm praying about, things that I'm saying. I'm confessing those things. You guys with me? Because I understand there, our, our confession is important. The things, you know, the things that we declare. The things that we speak out of our mouth are so important. Are so important. The Bible says, keep them in the midst of your heart. I'm going to keep reading through 23. It says, for they are life to those who find them. Man, 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 man. Man. How do we find life? How do, how do we find life? It's through what we see. It's through what we hear. It's, it's what we allow to come into our heart. We bind those things that are around our heart. It's what, gives, it's what sustains life. It's what gives us life. God is the life giver. Amen. He gives us life. Hallelujah. He gives us life. I mean, it's, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. 
For they, man, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Health. He gives us health. What we hear, what we see, what we allow to come in. He gives us health. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it, for out of it springs the issue of life. Guard your heart, the Bible says, for it's the wellspring of life. Guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of life. We, we do that. We guard our heart by what we allow, what, 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 we, what we say, what we see, what we hear. It's, it's one of the ways we guard our heart. I, you, know, I, you know, even now, my kids and I will get in the car, and there's a country station up here that plays old, older country music. And uh, I think Gracia, I don't even know, maybe she had it flipped it on a radio station, and, I'm, and we're driving down the road, and, and all of a sudden, this country song comes on. And I just start going along with it because I knew the song. And of course, I don't always remember what's next. You ever listen to a song, you don't always remember what's next? And then that song is kind of like there's a bad part in the song. You're like, I don't. But see, now I watch what I say. I guard what I speak. And so we're listening to this song, and I'm like, I've got to change the station because I, I remembered. You know, and it's like what the Bible says. Put me in remembrance. Put the Word of God into remembrance. Allow it to flow through your life. Put the Word of God into your remembrance. Because what I did was I put that song into remembrance. You guys follow me? Because it's what we hear. It's what we say. It's what comes out of our mouth. I mean, everybody has a song, right, that you, you, could, you could sing, right? Mostly everybody. You probably have a song that's probably not a real great song that you heard growing up that you probably could sing, right? Like, who let the dogs out? You know, you hoo-hoo, you know. You know, I don't know if anybody knows that song, but, but you, 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 know, you get what I'm saying. You get, you get that you, know, you have a song. And, you know, listen, I, I'm not against music. I'm not against, I'm not against any of this. But I want you to understand that, you know, what you allow to come in through what you see, that gateway, through, the, through, through what you hear, and then what comes out of your mouth, you either give life or you'll give death to that. And God, truly, I want you to understand this tonight because it, in our leading, wherever we go to lead, man, what we speak is, you know, I know uh, Lehow, I think he's in the back. You know, one of the things, um, you know, we were talking, he was going out and doing interviews and, and, um, and him and I were just talking. He said, you know, what's something, you know, in an interview that you would say to someone? And I said, you know, oftentimes, you know, if, if I've ever interviewed for a job, you know, I would ask the question, you know, what does it take to get to where you're at? What does it take to get to the place of management where you're at? How many years did it, did it take, you know, because I, is it, I think that's a fair question. How long did it take for you to get, you know, a bonus or a raise? How hard did you have to work to get, you know, what are the things that you had to do to get there? You know, what are your ambitions? What are your goals? You, you don't ever go into an interview and say, well, you know, I'm just thinking I want a cruise. I, just, I think I want like a three-hour coffee break. You know, I, you know, I, I think, um, you know, like have severance, you know. Um, if I decide to leave, I'd like for you to be able to, you know, just take care, you know. You don't go into a job interview like that, right? So, you know, so understand the importance of having a positive confession, asking positive things. And, you know, and Lee Howe did that. He went and said, you know, I, I, yeah, what's, your, what's your ambitions? What's your goals in two or three years? 
well, if I'm, you know, if I'm with the company, I'd like to be in your position. Well, that, that, it's, not a, it's not even being boastful or ignorance. It's, it shows drive and ambition. So, you know, even as we got people in here starting jobs, I mean, and God gives you a job, you know, work hard. Work hard wherever you're at for the time period you're going to be there. Work hard, and God will promote you, and he will elevate you. Amen. I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen God. God is doing it with people in here. I, I mean, supernaturally. I looked at Lee Howe tonight, and I said, you know what? I think you'll be running the place. I mean, he's, he's moved from one place to another place, got raises. Jesse, you know, I, I mean, people in here, that they're, they're working hard. They're being diligent. And you know what? They're allowing God to be the motivator. God's the ones that, you know, that, that's helping advance them. You know, the, the, the faithfulness, the obedience. And as we do that, you know what happens is, man, God, the floodgates open. Amen. I mean, and I know what their confession is. They've sit under me a while. I, you know, they, I know how they confess things. I'm, you know, I'm going to have what I, what I say. Even if it gets tough, you know, I'm going to go hear the word of God and I'm going to be encouraged by the word of God. Even if it gets tough, and that's one of the things, even if things get tough, I got somebody that I can lean on. I got somebody that I can talk to. I got somebody that's going to encourage me, that's going to help pull me out of this. Amen. Because, you know, I, get around people. Get around counsel that will give you the wisdom that you need to move you forward. And develop, and begin to develop a positive confession. I want to close with this. I want to close out with this tonight. Go to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Is anybody getting anything out of tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, will you grab me a water? We have any water anywhere? I got it, Jesse. Thank you. Matthew uh, chapter 8. <clears throat> the thing important, you know, one of the important things about confession is uh, is is like the will of God, and I'm not I'm not necessarily getting into that, but I want to show you this Matthew chapter eight verse two. It says, "Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. He said, Lord, Lord,' the man said, "'If you're willing, you can heal me and make me clean.'" Jesus reached out and touched him and said, "'I am willing.'" He said, be healed, and instantly the leprosy uh, disappeared from the man. Then Jesus said to him, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required, the law of Moses, for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you, that you have been cleansed. You know, one of the things about this, he was sure of God's ability. That God's ability, God's ability was there to heal him. I want you to hear this because this is important. We can be sure of God's ability, right? God can do anything. People don't have a problem believing that. Right? We don't, we don't have a problem. You know that God, God can, He created the heavens and earth. He cre we're created in His image. If God wanted to take me out tonight, he, you know, if, if He wanted. So it's, it, we, we, we have to understand the will of God. So he, he didn't have a problem believing in God's ability. But he wasn't sure of God's willingness. And I want you to get this and understand this. He wasn't sure of God's willingness. 
He believed God, but he wasn't sure of God's willingness. A lot of times we, we, we miss the connection with God. We miss the things of God. We know God's able. We believe in healing. We believe this. We know God's able. But it's, it's in our own willingness. It's in our own thought life. It's in our own patterns that we develop. It's in the things that we hear. It's in the things that we see that cause us to question. You with me? It, it, it's, it's the very things that we... We, we, it, we, we, it causes us to question. I believe God can do this. You know, I'll even hear people say, well, God can do it for them. I'm just not sure he can do it for me. Ooh. Right? I've seen God. I want it for them. You know, I'm just happy right here. And, they, and they'll believe it for other people, but they'll have a hard time believing it for themselves. See, what the Bible says, God's no respecter of people. And when, and when we clearly understand that, God... God, God loves you just like he loves me. You know, you can carry out the, the assignment God's given you. It may not look like my assignment. That's okay. You know, my prayer oftentimes for, for, for the people that are in our church, that are in our house, people that are called into ministry, they do more than I've ever done. Double, triple, quadruple. They do more. They lead more people to Christ. Amen. They, that's what they do. They, they do more for the kingdom of God. Minister Lee Howe, you back there? You know, and I, I just, I want to close out tonight because I wanted Minister Lee Howe to share, you know, whatever's on his heart. I asked him just to, you know, even just kind of share a testimony. Because I know what testimony does. Testimony builds faith. You know, the Bible says confession. You know, even, even the Bible talks about confession a lot. We confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's how we're saved. But there's another side of confession that, that I know that's very critical, very important, and that's testimony because it's a confession that someone's giving. The Bible says by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, what they overcome. They overcome who? They overcome the enemy. They overcome the tricks. They overcome the wiles, the scheming of the enemy. So you know what testimony does is testimony that, that comes forth allows, allows God to be seen. Allows God to be visible in someone's life. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to close out tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to have him come up and confess. Because I, I know that's what he's going to do, but I, I wanted him to share a testimony tonight. Amen? Everybody still with me? You guys still awake? Yeah. Everybody needs to stand up? Everybody good? I mean, everybody looks awake. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, just like Pastor Brad was saying, it's so, it's so important uh, to confess confess and share your heart with God. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I'll just start from when we moved here. Uh, it was a rough road that I had when I got here. Um, I think it was about six to eight months I was down. Uh, I had a slip disc, pinched nerve, and... Um, you know, I didn't want to go out. Uh, I came to a point where I was ready to give up. I wanted to go back home. I, I, I just couldn't live every day crawling on my knees, staying up every night. And, um, you know, it came to a point where, it, you know, there's a point where we have to remind ourselves of who we are in Christ. And um, sometimes we, 
we dwell in the moment or the situation before we realize who we really are in Christ. And uh, that's how it was for me. You know, I, I decided to dwell in the situation instead of speaking what God has allowed me to speak. Like Pastor Brad was sharing, life and death is in the power of our tongue. And unless you take hold of that, that weapon that God has given you and use it, is the only time where God is, that you're able to receive the blessing that God can give you. Amen. I just want to read this, and it, it comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6. It said, Yet for us there is only one God, the Father who is the source of all things. Okay? Now, when the Word of God says that He's the source of all things, we have to get it in our mind that He is the source of all things. How many, of us, how many of us have received Jesus Christ and made him our Lord and Savior? That means that you have the source of all things. You have the source. Now all you have to do is use it. Take hold of that weapon that God has given you and use it. And you know what? There's, you know, there's a lot of times that we come across people who are believers in Christ. And I was reading this in uh, Kenneth Hagin wrote this down and said the reason the majority of believers you know and and you know we're not trying to say it to come against other other believers but this is what's happening today uh the reason the majority of christians are weak is because they have never are never dared to confess who and what they are in christ they must find out how god looks at them and then confess it how many of you know that God looks at each and every one of you as treasure, as precious, as beautiful? You're not worthless, but you are worth it. Until we get that in our mind and, and allow it to click in our mind and realize who we are in Christ, that when we speak it out of our mouth and we confess, who God is giving you as a gift to confess. Is that the only time that the Holy Spirit can operate in your life? Trust me, I wasn't, you know, sometimes people look at me, they've met me while I'm serving God now. They've never lived when I wasn't serving God with me. Now, of course, I was a humble, I, I was, I've always been humble before. I've always been jolly and happy. But I drank. I smoked. Did wicked things. I've had my share of the darkness. But sometimes we have to step out of the box that we're in and look at, where our life is now, or at that moment, and say, do I want to be in that time for the rest of my life? There's a moment where I almost lost my children and my, and my wife because of my decisions and because of what I decided to speak and say how my life is going to be. But God didn't create us to be alone. He didn't create us so that we could live in a dark area and stay there for the rest of our life. Look at today. What's going on? 
People are, are, are deciding to, to, to sit in the situations and the moments that are happening today. And if you, you tell me if it's bringing them joy, you tell me if it's bringing them to an area where they can prosper in the areas that they're in today. No. But choosing the things to, choosing to serve God by even being here tonight, it's an advancement for you. It's an advancement for me. Why? Because you guys are choosing, we are choosing to allow God, amen? We are allowing to choose God to lead our life and to lead our choices and to lead the things that comes out of our mouth and our heart. Amen? Now, you know when we speak things, what happens when we speak things? Like Pastor Brad was saying, whether it's, it's, whether it's good or whether it's bad, I'm going to be, be real tonight. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, what happens when we speak it out? It brings life. It brings a creation of something. It, it becomes something that you begin to live in. Amen? Now listen to this. Kenneth Hagin also wrote this. He said, signs don't follow an individual. Now, this is you leaving and serving, serving God. It says, signs don't follow an individual. They follow the word. Give the word out, and the signs will take care of themselves. You don't follow signs. The, the signs follow the word. So when we were praying earlier before service, when the word of God says, do not lean on your own understanding, but lean and trust in the word of God. That's confessing. You're confessing to God and say, Lord, no longer am I going to live a life where I'm leading it. But I'm going to live, live a life where you are leading it. And that I will listen and follow. Now, if you ask a 37-year-old Hawaiian living in Hawaii, that you better listen to me and follow me. If not, now, if you told me that, if I wasn't serving God, I would say, you're on your own, buddy. But not until you, you're able to taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, God has allowed me, he's allowed me to taste and see how good he is. Moving up here is not a choice, but it is a call. Now, I, we chose to take that call and answer and because we chose to answer the call, God has allowed us to find joy. He's allowed us to find favor. He's allowed us to find love. He's allowed us to find people to love on so that we can share the same goodness that God has given us to other people that need it. Amen. Proverbs 16, verse 4. Says a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. It's so important to speak life. Now, not just any life, but allow, when you speak life into your life and to other people, make sure that it lines up with the word of God. Because we can just speak sounds out of our voice, and it, that's all it's going to be. It's just going to be noise. 
But until we allow God's word, amen, to be the backing, the strength, and the foundation of what we speak out, that is when you're able to experience the true life that God has created for you. Now, I may be speak, you guys may be looking at me, and I'm speaking up here. I was like, man, that sounds so easy. Honestly, it's not easy, but guess what? When God is with you, all things are possible. Amen? I'll just end with this here because you know, God has done so many great and amazing things. And until we take hold of what God has for us, our life is just a life without life. But when we take hold of what God really has for us, that is when you, you know, you, we have to open the door to allow God to come in and do the work that God wants to do inside of us. But God moves only in, so listen to this, God moves only in line with his word and has magnified his word above his name. We cannot expect to get help from God if we are taking sides against his word. Even though it may be an unconscious act on our part, we should treat the word of God with the same reverence we would show to Jesus if he were present with us. Amen? We should treat the same way that God has given you the gift. We should treat it as if God is really here, here in person with us. We should treat the life that God has given us, the second chance at life. Some of us, three, four, five, ten, twenty, a hundred times, but hey. We should not take, take for granted what God has given us and just put it to the side. Now, I'm not just speaking smoke out of my mouth because I'm speaking to myself also. There's moments where it's like, man, is this it, Lord? It's like, oh, man, I want to just give up. But what good is it if we just give up today? What benefit do we have, amen, if you've experienced the, the goodness of God and then give up today? What good is it? What benefit do we have? Let me tell you what, there is nothing beneficial from leaving, leaving the, the kingdom of God if you've experienced what God can do for you. There is nothing better. There is no one better. Not one person. That is better than serving God. Amen? All we have to do is trust the Lord and believe in the goodness, believe in his word. And always treat the life that he's given us now like he's standing here today. And trust me, God will open up a door for you like he's opened up for me and my family. Amen? And don't ever think that you have to do it on your own. That's why we're all here. That's why they call this the family of God. We lean on each other. We trust the Lord. Amen? Amen. Stay here. Stay here. I'm just going to go ahead and come to your feet, guys. We're going to close. As we're closing, uh, 
You know, I'm going to have uh, I'm going to have Minister Lee Howe, you know, because we, we talked about confession tonight. And, I, you know, I want to give anybody here the opportunity. If, if you've never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, you've never confessed him as your Savior. I'm a savior. It, it's, it, it, you know, you can talk about the things of God, but until you've made a public confession, you've confessed him to come and rule in your life and, and, and reign in your life. You know, this stuff, it, it doesn't always make the most sense. Well, it doesn't make it doesn't because you're not a you that 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 inside of you what I talked about earlier that 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 lives inside of you the power that's inside of you is not really it, it's it's not on God can reveal things to you but it's not turned on so it's like we have to turn that which we have we have to turn that thing on so that happens through confession it happens through confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and if you've never prayed this prayer tonight, you've never received Jesus Christ as Lord, I'm going to have him lead us in a prayer of salvation. You can say this prayer tonight and know that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, that you're on your way to heaven. Amen. And if you're watching online, if you're caught in, you're coming on on a service. If you confess Jesus Christ as Lord, you confess him. The Bible says that you're saved. Amen. And that you're on the way to on your way to heaven. And, you know, and please, if you do that online, please reach out to us. We've had people from all over the place you know, reach out to us. They've, they've prayed and said, you know, what, what must I do now? What are the next steps? Well, the next step is, you know, getting into a church. You know, we've had people from around the world get into a church that's going to preach the word, be, be in the word, that you can continue to grow in God. Amen. You know, we're all growing in God. You know, I've been, I've been saved 20-some years, been a Christian. I'm still learning the things of God. Amen. I'm, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that, I, that <laughs> I'll learn till the day I die. Amen. But, um, but praise God. So if everybody would, just, just bow your heads tonight. And just, you know, ask the Lord. You know, may, maybe, maybe there's something that you need to confess to Him tonight. Something that you need to lay down. And, you know, and I'm going to tell you, what God does is He takes that. He takes that very thing and He throws it into the sea of unforgetfulness. <laughs> That's what He does with our sins. When we confess them. Amen. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is for anybody here tonight. But if you need the Lord to help you in something, I'm telling you, that's what he does tonight. This very night, he does that. And you know what? He forgives you. Amen. Amen. And then you begin this walk as a born-again believer. But I'm going to have Minister Lehow lead us in this prayer. And listen, if you've never said it, and you know, pray, pray this prayer along with others, you know, to be an encouragement to them that today that we can be saved and on our way to heaven. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's go ahead and just let's just uh, just follow me in this prayer as we pray. There's a prayer of salvation. Again, if you've never said it, trust me. By the time you're finished with this prayer, you're gonna feel refreshed. You're gonna feel brand new. God is a forgiving God. He loves you. That's why He gave His Son to die for us. Amen. He didn't just do that so that we could have a beautiful picture hanging on our wall. He did it so that he could so that we could receive the forgiveness and inherit the kingdom of God. So just follow me in this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for me. And I believe tonight that you rose from the dead and that you're seated at the right hand of God. Now say this out loud. Say, I am saved. I am born again. And I'm on my way to heaven.
as I have Jesus in my heart. Well, now let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for every person that said this prayer, Lord. God, that you will just pour a refreshing power upon them, Lord God. Father, even the word that was shared tonight, Lord God, to confess the word of God, Lord. Father, I pray that people would inherit and take hold of that power that you've given them, Lord. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would do a mighty work upon them, God. Father, break whatever needs to be broken, Lord God. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you will use them to be a light in their areas, Lord God. That no more will darkness come upon them, Lord. That, Father, you have set them free tonight. And I thank you, Jesus, for these people who have just become family in the house and the home of the kingdom of God. So, Father, we thank you for it and we give you all the glory because you deserve it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You guys be blessed and we'll see you Sunday morning.